0: and next to that primetime hearing in washington last night regarding the insurrection placing former president donald trump at the center of what the committee called an attempted coup now jackson Prosco, washington bureau chief for global news he joined us earlier on the morning show and we asked jackson who's there in washington what are the biggest takeaways from last night's hearing
1: This is about uh, a committee painting a picture of what they say was an attempted coup. And of course, you're hearing this direct testimony from the people closest to former President Trump, including his daughter, Ivanka, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, his attorney general, Bill Barr. They say that Trump clearly knew he had lost the election in 2020, but still pushed ahead with his lies about a stolen election, which spurned the mob that came here to Capitol Hill on January 6th, and tried to storm the Capitol with the intent of disrupting the certification of Joe Biden's victory. Some big points coming out of this. They say that Trump was at the center of the conspiracy to do all this. They say that uh, multiple Republican members of Congress actually requested presidential pardons for their roles in this conspiracy. They say Trump didn't place any calls seeking help from any level of government in terms of defending the Capitol from the mob. And finally, we know that the mob was chanting, hang Mike Pence going after the vice president. Trump was told this, and he told his advisors, quote, maybe he deserves it.
0: So, Jackson, what is next here? Where does this committee and this investigation go in the coming weeks?
1: They're really trying to connect the dots here. We've got two extremist groups here in the U.S., the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers that have already been charged with seditious conspiracy. The committee is going to try and draw the dots back to the Trump White House and sort of make the link between uh, how close Trump and his closest advisors were to organizing the events of January 6th. They're going to get into Trump's efforts to interfere at the state level with the vote certification. And really what they're going to do is give the American public a picture of details they may not know directly from the mouths of Trump's own advisors, which perhaps will make this resonate a little bit differently.
0: All right, Jackson Prosco in Washington. Let's turn next to Ryan Hurl, Assistant Professor of Political Science at the University of Toronto, who joins us now for more on this. Ryan, good afternoon.
2: Afternoon. How are you doing?
0: I'm okay, thanks. Uh, this 12-minute video that was screened last night, certainly getting a lot of reaction. What was the biggest takeaway from uh, last night's uh, presentation for you?
2: I think looking over the, the transcript again this morning, I think really the focus on Trump himself, I think, is what is likely to have the most impact. And I think the reason I say this is that we talk about the problem of the, you know, the January 6th insurrection, the January 6th you know, revolution coup attempt. But what's the really serious problem here, and what I hope that the committee continues to focus on, is you know, the fundamental starting point Trump's, Trump's rather, uh, unverified claims that the election was fraudulent, that the election was stolen. I mean, that is the starting point. And I think that if the public can get an understanding both about how uh, outlandish those claims are and how going even further, how Trump even perhaps understood how outlandish those claims are, they can see really understand the heart of the problem.
0: Yeah, as I mentioned off the top, uh, Ryan, uh, this was called by the committee an attempted coup with uh, former President Trump at the center. Uh, Have we heard, do we expect to hear from the former president, do you think, uh, about any of this?
2: I mean, I think that's an interesting question. Um, Looking at it from a purely political perspective, what is in Trump's best interest here, looking forward to the, uh, the 24 electoral cycle? And it seems to me that it might be in his best interest not to draw attention to it, right? And I think that any intervention by Trump himself, I think, is more likely just to draw more and more attention to people looking up the transcripts, looking up the videos. And I think what you'll see there is not so much um, proof of the danger of the riot itself, not proof of a coup attempt, because frankly, if it was a coup attempt in terms of that actual riot, It was one of the worst organized coup attempts in history. But what you'll really see instead is uh, Trump's malevolence. Call it malevolence, call it incompetence, uh, his inability to listen to advice. I mean, I think that is really the most serious element of what the committee is revealing.
0: Also interesting that this uh, hearing, the committee hearing, took place at 8 p.m. last night. What do you think was the thinking uh, behind that, Ryan?
2: The Democrats are in a difficult position here, and I, not just from a political perspective, you can even say it's from a moral perspective. And I would put the problem this way. What do you do when the public is more concerned with, you know, bread and butter issues, the daily issues that affect their lives, as opposed to issues that are maybe a little bit more difficult to connect to their personal interests, yet nevertheless threaten the whole political system? And I think that this is an attempt by the Democratic Party to try to explain to the public, to explain perhaps even to Republican voters why, even if inflation is hurting you, even if there are problems and policy disagreements, like this is genuinely serious. And even if you could understand how someone in 2016, a Republican, might prefer Trump over someone like Jeb Bush, uh if you really look into his response to this, if you look how he dealt with his advisors, how, the way he rejected evidence, uh, if you see how convinced he was that he had to maintain power despite all evidence to the contrary about the conduct of the election, that you are really going to rethink this. And I think that that um, I think that, that is the, the underlying strategy here um, to try to find a way to see not the seriousness of the problem with the January 6th riot, which was you know, not a good thing. But really, this is about the problem of Donald Trump.
0: And to that end, just finally got about a minute left here, Ryan. But uh, bring this full circle and back to the video, I mentioned this 12-minute video, which, again, is getting a lot of attention, a lot of reaction, particularly uh, online. Do you think uh, that video is going to have a huge impact and a big difference? Because uh, we saw a lot of different uh, footage and angles we hadn't previously seen.
2: I think that's very difficult to say. I mean, I, I it's hard to predict. I think that there's been so much information about January 6th, so many different sources of information that it's hard to see how a repackaged video of this kind is going to really uh, change the conversation. I mean, to some extent, I mean, I don't know, people can are, are aware that a video can be produced in such a way to tell different stories. Right. So I think, in the long term, the Democrats are going to have to do more than create a compelling video. They're going to have to explain to people about the underlying problems with Trump's claims about the election. They're going to have to explain uh, that the 2020 election was valid, right? And I think if they don't get at that fundamental starting point, I think they might be disappointed. right? I think that it's a uh, video of that kind is red meat for people who already support the democratic party and those who if all there, if you're relying on a video that's not going to be enough you have to actually have to reason with people
0: at mm-hmm. point. all right i gotta leave it there ryan i appreciate the insight and the time with us on this friday thanks so much okay thank you ryan hurl is with the university of toronto